You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. It's important to kind of know what scammers are really trying to do when they're talking to you, and so you can kind of know what to look for. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Hacking Humans podcast, where each week we look behind the social engineering scams, phishing schemes, and criminal exploits that are making headlines and taking a heavy toll on organizations around the world. I'm Dave Bittner, and joining me is Joe Kerrigan from Harbor Labs and the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Hello, Joe. Hi, Dave. We got some good stories to share this week. And later in the show, Julia Porter, she's vice president at RoboKiller, and she's giving us information about their mid-year report on phone scams. All right, Joe, uh, I am going to kick things off here with our stories this week. And uh, mine comes from the folks over at Sophos. Uh, This is a a report that... uh, has been making the rounds here. Uh, big takedown this past week. So good mm-hmm. news. Yep. <laughs> there was a, l- l- let me let me back up a little bit and, and frame this a bit. I, I was thinking you and I, uh, the age that we are, we right. grew up in the golden age of prank phone calls. Yes, we did. Right <laughs> when you could get away with that crap. <laughs> right. Right. Because uh, this is you know for some of, for some of our younger listeners, uh, there was a time in the time of landlines before you had caller ID. So you could call someone and they would have no idea who was calling them. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was no way to know. That's uh, right. So, you know, you could call uh, someone and ask if the refrigerator was running and say, <laughs> oh, you better go find it. Or, you, you know, call the bowling it. alley and ask if they have 10-pound balls. You know, those kinds of things. Ha-ha, hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, uh, but then caller ID... Then caller ID came out, and yep. uh, that put an end to all of that. <laughs> so it did you were indeed. no longer anonymous. Uh, and, of course, caller ID extended to our mobile devices, and, and it's just a regular part of the phone system. But this article points out that uh, caller ID is not reliable, that it is, it is easy for people to spoof caller ID the same way that they're able to spoof an email address or something like that. Uh, and the root of this story is that there was an online service that was uh, called iSpoof.cc where anyone could sign up for this service, pay them some money, and generate phone calls that appeared to come from wherever they wanted it to come from. They could, they could appear to come from any number they wanted, any place they could come from. So they, they, could, they could put the name of your bank in there. They could put the name of your hospital in there. They could put the name of your parents in there, right? Right. Anything at all they could put in there. Uh, And these folks made a lot of money, um, as you might imagine. I'm sure they made tons of money. Yeah. So, uh, but there was a big international takedown this week. And uh, this involved law enforcement teams from 10 different countries. Uh, The usual suspects here, Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Lithuania, Netherlands, Ukraine, the UK, and the USA. Seems as though these folks were centered in the UK. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, they uh, they seem to have uh, uh, generated an, it says generated an estimated worldwide loss in excess of a hundred million pounds, and uh, over a hundred people have been arrested as part of this takedown. They have 142 people have been arrested according to this, uh, and the kingpin was a 34-year-old by the name of Tijai Fletcher, uh, who is in London. 
Um, and uh, they also say that one of the things that they were able to gather in this takedown was a database file, oh. uh, which they say <laughs> contained 70 million rows. Uh-huh. Identified 59,000 suspects. Mm, uh, yes. I say a, a hundred have been arrested. A hundred of the um, people in the database have been arrested? Yes. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. See, right now the cops are focusing on those who have spent at least a uh, hundred pounds in Bitcoin to use the site. So they're going. Right, yeah. That's the first thing I would have done. Is it, <laughs> right. I would have, I would have selected uh, from that table based on count, you know, the number of times their, their user ID shows up in the table and gone after the, and just start with the top person and work my way down. Right. Right. So obviously it's good news that this takedown happened and it's one, you know, one other way to to try to go after the folks who are trying to do bad things out here. But one of the things I like about this article from the folks over at Naked Security uh, from Sophos is they have a a nice little list of tips here uh, about dealing with this sort of thing. Uh, Their first tip is treat caller ID as nothing more than a hint. Yep. I I think that's good advice. (laughs) I, I agree. Yeah, we yeah, often say that on on the um, on on this show when we're talking about it. Even if the caller ID says it's from your bank, it's perfectly okay to say, "I'm going to call you right back and call them at a number." Because I, I think not only can you spoof the name of your bank, but you can also spoof the number of the bank. Right, right, and that's actually their second tip, which is always initiate official calls yourself using a number you can trust. So, right. just like you said, you know, say, "All right, great." Hello, bank. I will call you back on the number that I know is actually you. Yep. Uh, and, and do so. Their third tip is don't let a coincidence convince you a call is genuine. Indeed. This is how uh, most of these work. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, so? you know, because I've gotten, uh, you know, I've gotten scam calls from Amazon and I almost always have an Amazon order coming through. Right. Right. So right. I can see how that works. And, and you know, it, we talk about this, all these scams have to do is find the right person at the right time. Uh, and if you, if you hit enough people, you're going to hit enough, uh, like, let's say I'm impersonating Bank of America. I don't know who's a Bank of America customer, but if I, mm-hmm. hit, uh, if I hit 40 people, I'll bet two or three of them at least are Bank of America customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the kind, of, the kind of thing that this is talking about here, I think. Yeah, it really is a numbers game. They, mm-hmm. they point out in the article here that the scammers using iSpoof made at least three and a half million calls in the oh, UK geez. alone over a 12-month period, which works out to one call every three seconds. Right. <laughs> uh, I feel like I got most of those calls. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone doesn't stop buzzing when you put it on the table just all night That's long. That's right. It just, I've just vibrates and falls onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and then their fourth tip here is something we say all the time here, which is be there for vulnerable friends and family. Indeed. And that, perhaps that's the best advice of all. Make sure yes. that, that they're aware of this sort of thing. Share these tips with them and uh, be there if something like this happens to them uh, so that uh, you, you know you can provide help for them. By the way, for, to that point, I want to thank a number of people wrote in with, uh, I guess, a, a note of uh, – uh, sympathy, support, whatever it is right. for uh, my story <laughs> about, about my father. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, right. everyone. Uh, you know, we we love our family and do our best to take care of them. And uh, I think a lot of people find themselves in the same boat. So good, right. good on you. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I will have a link to this story in the show notes. That is what I've got for us this week. Joe, what do you have for us? 
So Dave, recently I was working with uh, with uh, with somebody in the in the Johns Hopkins University Communications Department. We were doing a story on uh, news on social media, and mm-hmm. of course. Everyone on this show who or everyone who listens to this show knows my stance on this, right? And my stance <laughs> yeah. is do not get your news from social media. Right. Um, but if you're going to get your news from social media, make sure you verify it. Make sure you can you can validate that it's true. Make sure it comes from a trusted source. And during the course of writing this article, I came across a website called leadstories.com. Hmm. And uh, it is a it is a website that focuses on fact-checking stories that show up on social media. So hmm. it's I thought I would take a lighthearted look at this. Now, if you if you go to this to the website, it's leadstories.com. It says yeah. just because it's trending doesn't mean it's true, which is <laughs> really the problem with news on social media is that yeah. you know, like Mark Twain said, a lie can run around the world while the truth is still tying its shoes or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. Right. Yeah. Here. Yeah. But uh Across the top, they have uh, these sections. Uh, one is called the blue feed, one is called the red feed, and one is called war, and one is called coronavirus. Mm. And these are uh, so if you're if you're someone who leans left, maybe you look yeah. at the blue feed, so you can find when you see a story that's uh, that's out there. Now, Dave, I'm going to go through a couple of stories here okay. uh, that are on this website, and I want you to tell me if you think these are true or false. Okay. S- spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I think I think we know what they're going to be, but uh, let's let's start with the blue feed. Uh, okay. Did the White House hire a Satan worshiper to oversee American health? Hmm. Let me see. <laughs> so now, I would say I don't know whether or not you're a big fan of President Biden. That would seem like an odd hire to me. So I'm going to go with that not being true. <laughs> That's correct. It's not true. Uh, it okay. comes from a tweet from somebody named Benny Johnson, who is a verified Twitter user. Uh, yeah. with blue check. What does that mean anymore? I don't know that it means anything. Uh, <laughs> and he is a uh, you know a right leaning individual, but he says that Biden picked Dr. Dimitri. Daskalakis as uh, deputy coordinator of national health in response to uh, uh, the monkeypox uh, outbreak, and uh-huh. Benny Johnson has found a picture of uh, of this of, of Dimitri here, where he is uh, posing with his shirt undone and he has a pentagram on his uh, on his chest, and ah. says, "Well, that's, this is proof that he's a, a Satanist." <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Dimitri says, no, I have other tattoos that would be proof that I'm not. Uh, but <laughs> it's interesting here that the uh, that the pentagram is a right-side-up pentagram, which is generally not a satanic symbol, I think. Uh, that's all right. Uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, also, by the way, upside-down crosses, not a satanic symbol. Uh, <laughs> okay. So all those metal bands, you're, you really look like you're just uh, – <laughs> you just don't understand things. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's go on to the next story here. Okay. Ready? Uh, yeah. Let me like let me get the link up here, and let me ask uh, this question, Dave. Do you think that nasal swab tests for COVID nineteen contain a DARPA hydrogel that causes recipients to be remotely controlled? Hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, ha- since I've had a COVID nineteen nasal swab test, 
my reply is unreliable. Mm, that's correct. <laughs> Me too. Maybe maybe that's why I'm talking about this in such a jovial fashion is because that's of the right. DARPA mind control gel. That's right. Who knows? That, yeah, this is okay. obviously false. <laughs> yes. This yes. is obviously false. These are sure. and of course uh, but I mean we laugh at this but people are actually spreading this on social media as if it were true. Right. So let's take a look at a couple from the Red Feed which is going to be focusing on uh people who are a little bit more right-leaning. This is going to be lies about that. So let me ask you this. And I've actually seen two of these on Twitter. Uh, Does Donald Trump get a tax break for his golf course because Ivana Trump is buried there? Sure. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He does not. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't happen. No, I've seen this one too. I've seen right. this one too. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. that is patently false. Donald right. Trump does not get a tax break because he has a cemetery on his property. That is not how that works. Okay. Uh, this there is a, a complete article. This thing, these these fact checks go into painstaking detail about where these things come from and where they are uh, and why they are false. And okay. the last one we're going to look at, uh, Dave. Do you know who Ben Shapiro is? I'm familiar with him. Yes. He's he's a conservative commentator. Um, yes. But uh, and he is critical of the uh, of the Biden administration, of course. But uh, did Ben Shapiro receive a payday protection plan loan? At all? At all? Yes. Oh, I have no idea. No right. Idea. Well, he was claimed it was claimed on Twitter that he did, uh, uh-huh. but it is not true. And in fact, it's it's. <laughs> What happened was somebody just went to the to the to the to a website that lets you search these things and typed in Ben Shapiro, and lo and behold, there are many people in the world named Ben Shapiro, and some of them <laughs> run businesses and they have taken out loans for payday protection uh, ah. through the COVID pandemic, right during the right. early days of this. Uh, and this Ben Shapiro happened to be from Los Angeles, and he was a real estate broker, um, and. <laughs> The, the screenshot that Ben Shapiro actually refuted this almost immediately uh, and said, here's, here's a full screenshot of the thing. And I like Ben Shapiro's response here. He says, in short, Twitter is filled with gullible rubes who will believe nearly anything based on a partial screenshot, which, <laughs> which is a great way of saying, don't, don't believe just what, what you see on Twitter. I mean, this, and again, and here we are, and this is why I say this. This is absolutely why I say this. Do not get your news from social media. Uh, yeah. It is it is terrible. It is a terrible source for this, and it's also a terrible platform for political discussion. It is. Right. I believe it is largely responsible for the polarization that we that we have in this country. Um, I think it has done more harm than than any good will ever come of it. And I am, ugh, but everybody knows how <laughs> I feel, Dave. I, I I find because I, I you know, I'm a fan of uh, fact checking sites. Uh, right. You know, think like um, probably the one I know best is Snopes, which is very well known for being a fact checking site. But I like the way that this one allows you to sort things based on ideologies. I think right. that's useful. I think um, it's 100 percent useful. I mean, it's it's really good. Now, my favorite thing about this is that it is these these stories are absolutely outlandish. Uh, a right. lot of them. Uh, there, right. in fact, I, as I scroll through, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm finding myself going, who would believe that? Who would believe that? <laughs> who would believe but I, that? But isn't it funny though? Like, because I think depending on your, your, your inclinations, you can, uh, look at something that coming from one side is completely outlandish and go, 
who would believe that? And then you look at something coming from the side that you lean towards and you go, yeah, that sounds plausible. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right? So you have to check your own big, biases. Yeah. You know, and a site like this helps you do that. So I, think I would that's agree. Good. <laughs> that's why I bring it up here today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you present this as uh, for our readers as a utility to help them uh, sort through some of these scams and misinformation that's out there. Absolutely. Uh, maybe when yeah. you see one on Facebook or Twitter that you just go to leadstories.com, plug in the, the keywords, find the uh, the debunking or the, you know, the, it's usually just debunking. It's really not anything else. But find the debunking page and then just post a link to that as a reply. Right. And right. see what happens. Of course, you'll be hated and blocked and everything. <laughs> Well, Which there's an old thing about when when someone believe like a when someone believes a conspiracy theory that um, evidence to the contrary uh, is just evidence of the conspiracy to that. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It just reinforces the fact that look look how strong the conspiracy is. People are out there putting out this sort of information. So absolutely, it's really hard to convince people when when they've. When they're dug in with something like this. But. Yeah, that requires personal attention from people that care about them. And right. uh, that is never going to come across social media. Yeah, that's a good point. I suspect a lot of our listeners experienced that over the Thanksgiving holiday of <laughs> sitting down with their, their friends you know and what? family. And <laughs> we didn't have that at, over Thanksgiving no. <laughs> holidays. No, we did not. We, we did not have any political discussions. You know, it's just generally something we don't do. Yeah. Uh, you know, every now and then yeah. – uh, when when my sister and I sit down, it, it, my sister, my brother, and I sit down. We do get a little bit political, but we try to keep it really civil. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, because we we are all siblings and we do care and love each other. So, um, yeah. and we and we all have different political leanings. You know, it's 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 really interesting to sit down and 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 have have a discussion. Yeah. Sends yeah. my wife into uh, hysterics and hives, though. She, <laughs> she <laughs> right. doesn't like the conflict. She goes into the, into the other room. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what happens. Oh, look at the time. <laughs> right. I'm going to go talk to your parents. Goodbye. Right, right. <laughs> All right, well, that is leadstories.com. Very interesting, and uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Joe, it is time to move on to our catch of the day. Dave, our catch of the day comes from Pavelas, who writes, Hey guys, I love your podcast and wanted to share this funny fish that was sent to one of our users recently. And it is a, uh, it's, it's a, it, I don't know what it is, Dave. It's, it's kind of a strange one. Um, right. It's, I mean, it's, it's the same thing we, we see frequently, but it's, it's written uh, a little bit differently. All right. Uh, let's see. It starts off here and it says, my name is Anton Johan Feel. I was born in Australia, Mullaney, Queensland, on 30th, 12th, 1965. I live in Germany since 1975. Oh. <clears throat> I am a visionary developer, inventor, and businessman. When my system is inserted between, save up to 98% energy, we don't need batteries then. This is a win-win situation for all of us worldwide, for poor countries especially, for industry worldwide, for politics, for all of us, etc. This project is 100% green, 100% very, very cheaper than all other renewable energies. The good thing about this project, we don't need to wait. We can start immediately. We have the technology and the knowledge. We need to save our Earth together and become greener, all of us together. We are strong. 
More information here, or you can write me. Here's my email address. <laughs> so it sounds like this guy's peddling a uh, perpetual motion machine or something. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it, when you right, start talking right. about uh, save up to 98% of the energy, uh, yeah. I'm immediately dubious of that. Mm-hmm. You know, generally the, yeah. uh, the energy savings that we see in things or the energy improvement we see in things come in very, very small increments. Uh, right. Not, not right. huge. Uh, nine, we're going to eliminate the need for 90% of 98% of the energy. If that were the case, uh, you know, wow. What? It's just not, <laughs> it's just not true. It reminds me of those devices that you, that people sell with that, uh, promise to, uh, like for ten dollars, they'll increase the gas mileage on your car by twenty percent or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and let you know, let's just say on a thirty thousand dollar car, if there was a ten dollar device that would increase your gas mileage by twenty percent, right. it would come with the car. It would come with the car, <laughs> right? Right. Because uh, yeah, or your mechanic would offer it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean. You know, as to your point that right. manufacturers are just doing everything to try to eke out tiny little percentages of, of efficiency out of these things. Right. So if someone truly had something a revolution like this, it would be it would be everywhere. Right. It would. But it would I suppose be there. It, it's it's uh it's it's playing into that notion that people uh, want to be in on something. They want to have the secret that no one else has, right? You know, Dave, I tend to be pretty gregarious out in public when I see people doing things that are, uh, that are interesting to me. Uh, and I made a terrible mistake one time with a friend of mine, (laughs) a friend of mine and I were having lunch at Wheaton Plaza and I see this guy reading a technical book. Uh, and he, I said, Oh, what you reading there? He goes, I'm reading this book from this guy, uh, on, on servos and how about how we got uh, much more efficient servos out of there. And I'm thinking, this guy's reading a perpetual motion book. And I'm like, there has to be loss. He goes, oh, there's loss in the system. I'm like, well, who is this guy? Maybe I can look him up. And he goes, and he, he says to me the three words that let you know that uh, you're dealing with somebody who is one of your conspiracy friends. They killed him. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. And now oh, no. My, my friend kind of looks over and glares at me. And it's like, <laughs> what have you gotten us into? Oh. <laughs> Oh, look at the time. <laughs> right. And, he, and my friend actually bails me out here. He goes, oh, we got to get back to work. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a fun catch of the day for sure. Uh, thanks to Povilas for uh, sending that in. I appreciate it. And uh, we would love to hear from you. If you, there's something you'd like us to consider for the show, you can email us. It's hackinghumans at thecyberwire.com. Joe, I recently had the pleasure of speaking with Julia Porter. She is a vice president at RoboKiller, a popular app that uh, helps you cut down on uh, spam calls and spam texts on your mobile devices. And she joins us with uh, information about a report that they recently published about some of the phone scams that they're tracking. Here's my conversation with Julia Porter. So RoboKiller is a spam call and text blocker app in the U.S. Uh, We've been around since 2017. Um, RoboKiller takes a unique approach to blocking spam calls and texts where we're using AI and machine learning to uh, stop spam calls for our users. What this also allows us to do is analyze uh, nationwide uh, spam calls and text trends for, of course, 
um, the people who do use RoboKiller, but um, also for what we believe is kind of happening uh, across the country outside of just the RoboKiller ecosystem. Um, and of course, uh, as everyone knows, spam calls and texts are, are not only annoying, but you know, consumers are losing a lot of money to these scams. Um, and so we track these trends, of course, to better understand how we can stay one step ahead of the scammers um, on our end with our technology, but also to make sure that um, you know, people are aware of scam trends out there and, and know what to look for um, so that they don't become victims. Well, let's go through some of the key findings here. I mean, what are some of the things that caught your eye? So unfortunately, uh, Americans are now more spammed than ever as of 2022. Um, in past years, you know, we've been very much focused on uh, robocall trends, um, which have continued to increase year over year. Unfortunately, we do have a new problem that's emerging at great scale, which is robotechs. Um, just in the first half of 2022, um, it's estimated that Americans received 66 billion robotechs, um, which is quite a lot. And at this point, it's now outpacing robocalls, where Americans received about only, only I mean, huh, uh, 40 billion <laughs> estimated spam calls in the same time period. So um, at this point now, one of the biggest trends and, and concerns, frankly, for us is that, you know, and we can talk about this in a bit, but uh, the industry is very focused right now on combating robocalls and scammers know this and they seem to be getting one step ahead of us in pivoting to this new technology, which is robotechs. And I mean, is is that really what it comes down to is that uh, as organizations like yourselves are, are helping people get on top of robocalls, is this just a pivot on the part of the bad guys? It's actually a pivot at the industry level. RoboKiller has been blocking spam techs for many years now, and we have been first to market in uh, solutions to protect consumers. Uh, but what this we believe this is a result of, and the, the trend lines up with this timing uh, quite quite closely, um, is if you've been following this, the uh, government efforts on the robocall side um, with a new technological framework called Stir Shaken. Um, Stir Shaken, it was a technology that was uh, released last year that all telecommunications providers in the U.S. Um, had to adopt and comply with, which was essentially a technological framework for caller ID verification and authentication. And what that was designed to do was create a universal standard for understanding whether or not a call, a phone call that was being placed was being spoofed. Um, a lot of times scammers, uh, robocallers in particular, um, are using caller ID spoofing to mask their caller ID. And, and normally that's on the backside of a, a, a phone scam um, more than it is a legitimate call. Um, and so the industry has been very, very focused on adopting this framework, complying with right new regulations. Um, and we are seeing improvements as a result. Uh, but unfortunately, scammers uh, know this as well and we're prepared for this and are responding in just a whole new medium, unfortunately. Yeah, it really seems like a game of cat and mouse here. And uh, as you say, very frustrating for consumers. I mean, what are some of the other statistics that, that you're tracking here? So the FTC reports uh, has a, a reports on the reports that they receive for consumers who come to the FTC and report losses to phone scams. We believe, based on the traffic that we're seeing, that um, these reports that represent millions and millions of dollars of consumer losses um, are only a small piece of the, the, the actual losses uh, in the United States. For 2022, we are projecting that we are, that consumers are going to lose about $28 billion to Robotext, where that kind of nets out is about $1,000 in losses per Robotext scam. And unfortunately, again, going back to that point of being more spammed than ever, 
people are also losing uh, money to robocalls. Um, and we believe that actually that number for robocalls is going to ex- reach about 60 billion by the end of 2022. Um, and so you can imagine that this is a huge problem for consumers that we're seeing in, in nationwide. And of course, you know, it, that just kind of takes it a step further. Not only are these calls and texts really annoying, but for some, they can be quite catastrophic financially. In terms of the actual scams themselves, are, are there certain ones that, that are more popular? Uh, yes, we, you know, it's it's kind of sad and funny at the same time. Um, if ever, I, I think if you've kind of been on social media, um, you might have seen some people talking about the car warranty robocall. Based on RoboKiller's data, we estimate that it's statistically possible that every American with a smartphone has received that robocall more than four times this year, at least. I know I have. <laughs> I guess it's something we all have in common. Uh, <laughs> um, what's interesting with the, the car warranty robocall is we're actually seeing a large decrease, a significant decrease, actually, in the last couple of months um, for that robocall specifically, actually thanks to an effort from the FCC. The FCC tracked down uh, some known robocallers that were suspected to be behind this car warranty robocall. Um, and they actually put out an announcement that allowed all carriers to block any traffic from where they had identified they think they thought this, this scam was coming from. And what we've seen since uh, that announcement in July of la- this year is that car warranty robocalls, uh, in, uh, according to RoboKiller, have gone from about 15% of total robocalls to less than 1% in just a couple of hmm. months. So this is actually an exciting development because it's a great testament to, um, you know, the FCC's efforts to get involved to stop a, a particular scam and, and seeing that that's working really basically immediately. Um, so we're very excited about that. Of course, uh, scammers, just like we're seeing with Robotext shifts, you know, are, are really going to often just t- change their tactics and adopt different scams. Um, in terms of the types of scams that we're seeing, the overall trend that we we know about phone scammers is that they watch the news, they know what what's top of mind for us, um, and they're often t- changing and targeting their scams to be uh, as relevant as possible. So, for example, in the last couple of months, um, we've seen increases in significant increases in student loan phone scams, both for robocalls and texts. Um, as coverage around student loan forgiveness has increased in the media. And again, that scammers really are just trying to kind of catch you when you're not really paying attention. But, you know, this, you might like look at something and see like, oh, yeah, you know, I did apply for student loan forgiveness. I'm going to, you know, just click this link and check this out in this text. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're hooked. Um, and so that's definitely a common trend that we see, of course, as we head into the holidays. Um, you know, scammers love to uh, pose as delivery service text companies. I'm beginning a ton of Amazon spam texts in the last couple of days, actually. Um, and so really, for them, it's a game of relevancy um, just to increase the likelihood that you'll fall for their their scams, unfortunately. You know, we see providers such as you and your colleagues there at RoboKiller and, and even the some of the device manufacturers. You know, you think about uh, Apple, for example, will allow you to, to have a setting where you won't a phone call won't come through unless it's in your address book. And those are effective, but I, I'm curious, do you have any insights onto you know, what's keeping the carriers from doing a better job of tamping down on this at the source? So our perspective on this is that uh, I think carriers, you know, of course, play a big role in um, this this problem, uh, but they, they often get a lot of heat. And it's, it's, I think, partly because of just their brand awareness and their, their depth. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you know, the carriers are just, you know, your T-Mobiles, your AT&Ts, and, and the ones that come to mind when you think about a phone carrier in the U.S. 
are a very are, are just a piece of the overall telecommunications industry. There is a ton of other vendors that uh, your phone call is passing through um, beyond just you know Verizon and T-Mobile that do need to um, you know adopt Surshaken frameworks like be you know passing that kind of uh, authentication framework through the system. And so there's so many more touch points to the way that these calls and texts are being placed outside of just carriers alone that you know carriers tend to get quite quite a lot of heat um of course for you know wanting needing to protect their consumers and their users from this problem um and our perspective on that is well you know we we really i think believe that a unified effort is necessary to stop this problem it's a big ship to turn and it 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 is yes uh, important that the carriers do partake in, and they are um, they've most of them at this point have adopted uh, the stir shaken framework, but it's actually also, you know, in order for them to be effective to all of the providers that they're working with um, also have to adopt this framework. And I think that's um, still taking a bit of time. Um, and so, you know, they're definitely getting that pressure, unfortunately. And, and, you know, I think it's good to see that they're leaning into the problem, um, but we need kind of everyone working together. Um, then that's kind of still uh, a missing piece. Yeah. So what are your recommendations then? I mean, for folks who want to do a better job getting on top of this, I mean, obviously there are products like yours, but you know, beyond that, uh, what sort of things can people do to to try to limit the flow of, of uh, these, <laughs> these annoying messages? Yeah, it's, you know, I think it's, it's, it's unfortunate that this is kind of the, the primary advice, but I think, uh, you know, and I think a lot of people are kind of just, this is, the spam call and text problem is, is changing this for people just in general. But mm. I think our first invite, advice, first and foremost, is just to be more skeptical of unknown calls and texts, which is unfortunate that we have to be. But, um, you know, you do have to protect yourself while we're waiting for, um, you know, all of these players in the industry to really come together and solve this problem. Um, mm. And so just being skeptical can help a, a lot, you know, whether or not you might answer a spam call and, and just take that extra second to say, you know, would Amazon be calling me out of the blue? And, and just trying to like keep that in mind. I know sometimes a lot of people are very busy um, and that can be kind of hard to remember, right? Um, and so, you know, I think outside of that, it's important to kind of know what scammers are really trying to do when they're talking to you. And so you can kind of know what to look for. Oftentimes, um, if you do, if you are on, on the phone with a scammer or you do get a text message, really look out for uh, urgency, right? If a scammer is trying to get you to do something very quickly, um, oftentimes there are consequences if you don't. Um, those types of conversations are normally designed, are normally scams. Um, oftentimes Amazon isn't going to ask you to, you know, give them your password or you're going to get locked out of your account immediately um, over the phone, right? Like that's, that's just not something that, you know, I think it, even Amazon's come out and said, you know, that's not something that they do. Um, and right. so be, be cognizant that that's kind of what scammers goals are. And of course, if, if you do, um, you know, tend to answer, if you happen to answer a phone scam, of course, never provide any personal or financial information over the phone. All of that advice, unfortunately, won't mean that you won't get spam calls and texts, which I know a lot of consumers are just like, you know, outside of the risk to losing money to them are just so flustered by the, the sheer <laughs> volume of the calls and texts right, that they're right. receiving. Right. That I think is unfortunate. That I think is obviously the big piece of the puzzle that I think consumers are waiting for, you know, the government carriers, uh, apps like RoboKiller to kind of come together and solve universally. Um, but really right now, unfortunately, there isn't a way outside of downloading a call and text blocker app 
um, to stop these calls from reaching you in the first place. Um, of course, you can be um, skeptical and cognizant of how much you're giving out your phone number, but scammers often are auto-dialing phone numbers are at random, so that could help a bit, but it's not going to really solve the problem entirely. Um, mm. And so really, in the meantime, you know, having something like RoboKiller, we also uh, do have just a text uh, spam text blocker app only if you're just having getting spam text. Uh, it's available for iOS. We're working on Android. These apps like RoboKiller have huge global databases of known phone scams that the second you sign up, you're instantly protected from ever receiving them. And then, of course, you know, RoboKiller has an algorithm that's constantly staying ahead of new scams and making sure that those don't reach you either. Um, but really, unfortunately, right now, that is the only way um, to stop all of these or as most of these as possible from ever getting to it in, uh, at first. Uh, and I know that's uh, what a lot of people hope and dream for. Um, <laughs> right. I don't know. I do. All right, Joe, what do you think? Dave, uh, I think this is great. Collecting large amounts of information this way is wonderful. Uh, you can really see the trends. And I think it's probably okay that uh, RoboKiller here is using the data that they're collecting as a representative sample of a broader population. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there may be some selection bias in here. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. But right. I, they state where they're getting the data. So I don't really have a problem with that. Um, yeah. I, I like the the outcomes or the the stories that, or the statistics. That's not that's what I'm talking about. The numbers that she gives. Every time they start talking about numbers. Um, yeah. This is interesting that RoboTexts, in the first half of this year, Americans received 66 billion robotexts. That's a lot of <laughs> robotexts. Um, and is. 40 billion calls like that. Uh, right. And I'm surprised that the texting number is so low, frankly, because, I mean, I don't think it costs much or anything to inject spam SMS messages into into the, the, the telecommunications system. I don't know how much it costs or might be, uh, but I don't think it doesn't strike me. It strikes me as much less expensive than a phone call. Um, however, uh, later in the interview, she talks about that, um, the losses, uh, from the Robotech scams are $28 billion, but losses from robo phone calls are $60 billion. So there's a much higher Mm. rate of return on the lower. uh, First off, there's a bigger, return by volume on a lower incidence by volume of calls. So that means a much mm-hmm. higher rate of return for calls. So maybe that's why we're still seeing calls. Although uh, Julia does make a good point, And that is the shift is uh, from calls to robotexts is, uh, is because of the opposition they're getting and the friction they're experiencing when making these calls. Uh, for right. example, your, your story today is going to make it, uh, you know, that the shutdown of that site is going to make it much more difficult to perform robocalls, yeah, uh, and spoof, spoof, uh, spoof legitimate organizations. So yeah, it's good. Car warranty calls. Um, I have I have absolutely shut these down uh, from coming. Actually, <laughs> okay. maybe it wasn't me. Maybe because. <laughs> because Julia says that the FCC uh, shut them down. But the way I would always end them is they'd say, I'd say, oh, I'm so glad you called. And they'd say, what kind of car do you have? And I'd immediately tell them Lamborghini Countach. And they would just hang up. <laughs> that, that would be the end of the call. I'd be like, hello? I mean, you're not going to come along with this? I'm obviously rich and have tons of money. And I, that I have a classic Lamborghini. And that's what I drive to work every day. It's got bumper stickers on it and everything. Um, right. <laughs> But no, that just stops them. Uh, but <laughs> the FCC and and you know being able to block a large portion of those calls 
uh, is taking them down to the level of background noise. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. It's interesting. interesting. I, I got a call earlier this week. I, I was uh, engaged with someone who was doing some some service for me. So it was a provider. Someone someone was calling me who I had not done business with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, But what I noticed was when they called me, there was an extra note on my mobile device that said something along the lines of um, carrier verified. Yes. Right? So, yes, I've seen those as well. And I that was the first time, certainly the first time I'd noticed it. So I don't know how long that's been going on. I suspect that has something to do with what the FCC is up to here. Yeah, uh, the stirred-shaking uh, framework. The stirred-shaking thing. Right, right, exactly. But uh, I thought it was just an interesting note that that's active. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that is. doesn't seem like a bad thing, but who knows? Right. Uh, by the way, we have another win for Joe Stradamus here. Um, yeah. Remember when I predicted that there would be an increase in student loan scams? And, and bam, Julia says we've seen a massive increase in student loan scams. Uh, by the way, this is the easiest part of this job. <laughs> making it, predictions. Making predictions like this. I, I should probably okay. start like keeping a keeping a spreadsheet of predictions I'm, I make and you know call them Joe Stradamus predictions and just mm-hmm. uh, you know what my prediction was specifically when I made it and when when we got confirmation that it happened. Uh, just but, track your success rate. Yeah, just track my success rate. I'll bet it's yeah. pretty high. Um, yeah. The 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 reason this is easy is because it's the scammers do the same thing that uh, that we do. You know, they 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 watch the news and they understand what's going on. They have these ideas, and with these student loan scams, this is all over the news right now. Right. Uh, it's it's pretty much. You know, right now that it's in court and uh, the Supreme Court, I think, has agreed to hear this. Is that right? Did I see that yesterday? Um, yes. So the that's where it is right now. Uh, but that means that it's always front of mind, and that's what scammers want is something that's that's on the front of your mind. It's in front in front right. of your mind. That's why they're going to be shifting right now to uh, package delivery scams because everybody's ordering packages uh, for mm-hmm. Christmas or for uh, for Hanukkah or whatever gift giving holiday you have coming up. And yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be the case uh, that these scams are going to increase. And just be mindful of that. Don't forget yeah. that that's where we are. Uh, yeah. I might actually make up a diagram of a, of a scam calendar just to make sure that everybody, just so I can share that somewhere and, and you know, outline the seasons. Because I talk about it, but I think it would be helpful to visually see it. Mm-hmm. Add that to your, your presentation slides. <laughs> right. Yeah, be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I will say that uh, independently of uh, of scheduling Julia here for the interview, uh, that I have been using their app RoboKiller for a couple of years now, and uh, and it works. It, it really does work. It, and, it, it's uh, effective. It, for yeah, for me, it's been money well spent. It's a couple bucks a month, um, but uh, it really my. It's been a lifestyle improvement for me because right. so many things you just don't even see. Uh, sure, occasionally does something still get through? Does my phone sometimes ring with something? Eh, every now and then, but boy, is it a lot better. So, uh, you know, an unsolicited uh, endorsement for RoboKiller. Uh, <laughs> I have been a uh, pleased customer for a few years now. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I think this problem is going to get resolved. It's going to take time. Uh, but in the meantime, for the individual user, I like uh, I like Julia's advice here. Be skeptical. Be very skeptical. Uh, mm-hmm. Look for urgency. Uh, anytime you see the artificial time constraint, that is a big red flag. Um, I also like would like to add, look for what I call the social engineering one-two punch, which is where you have the problem and I have a solution. 
somebody that calls you, tells you you have a problem and what you must do to solve it, that is a very common tactic in these things. And when you receive a call that's, that has that model, that has that pattern, uh, you should immediately be skeptical and, and probably just hang up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, our thanks to Julia Porter from RoboKiller for taking the time to speak with us. We do appreciate it. That is our show. We want to thank all of you for listening. Our thanks to Harbor Labs and the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute for their participation. You can learn more at harborlabs.com and isi.jhu.edu. The Hacking Humans podcast is proudly produced in Maryland at the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our senior producer is Jennifer Iben. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie. I'm Dave Bittner. And I'm Joe Kerrigan. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners, we're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com slash survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey and share your feedback now.